Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the Dr. Wyatt Show Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can call me at 720-307-7347. Today, I'm going to talk about the top six couple goals. It's important to have goals. We have goals in all areas of life. We have goals for fitness. We have goals for finances. We have goals for business. But do you have goals for your marriage, for your relationship? When we have goals, it helps us know what to strive toward. And then we know when we've accomplished it. So our relationship, our marriage needs goals. We need to know what we're striving toward, what we're trying to accomplish. What are we trying to achieve to develop a healthy, successful relationship? So I'm going to go through the six top goals that I would recommend for couples. The first goal to consider is establishing a covenant foundation. What's that mean? Well, there's two approaches to marriage. One is the contract, one is the covenant. The contract says, I'm committed to you as long as I'm in love, as long as my needs are met. Therefore, my commitment is entirely based on my feelings and feelings are fleeting. The covenant approach says, I'm committed to you long-term even though we're gonna go through seasons where we may not feel very in love, we may not have all of our needs met because that's part of marriage. Everyone goes through that. And when the going gets tough, the tough get going. We're not gonna give up when we go through hard seasons. We're gonna work harder. We're gonna dig in deeper. We're gonna reach out for resources. That's the covenant approach. It has grit. It has resiliency because you don't just jump ship the moment things get hard in your marriage. So that's the first goal, developing this covenant long-term approach and commitment in your marriage. The second goal you wanna cultivate in your marriage and in your relationship is to own your brokenness. Brokenness is the culmination of all of our shortcomings and weaknesses we all have. We all bring this stuff into our relationship and then our junk interacts with our partner's junk, and then we have vicious cycles. So owning your brokenness means you can list off your top three weaknesses as a partner. Can you do that? A lot of people can't, and a lot of people don't wanna do that because they have to swallow their pride. They have to admit they're not perfect. They have to admit they contribute to problems in their relationship, and that's hard for a lot of people, but it's so admirable. When you reveal your shortcomings, when you reveal your weaknesses and own them without excuses, you become more attractive. When you're defensive, acting like you've done nothing wrong, you're ugly. So owning our brokenness is saying, I own that I have a tendency to be controlling, or I own I have a tendency to be critical, or I own I have a tendency to be a poor listener. Whatever it is, it's owning our shortcomings. That makes you attractive. The third goal to consider cultivating is learning to share power. All relationships have a power dynamic. Who has the final say? Who calls the shots? Who throws down the trump card? Is it you or is it your partner? 
Who decides how much money is going to be spent on things? Who decides when and if you're going to have sex? Who decides how to discipline the kids? If you're sharing power, you both decide. You learn to negotiate. You learn to compromise. You learn to look at where your partner's coming from and see the value behind their position and you share the value behind your position so that you can look through all those variables to find a middle ground. You can find a win-win. That's a mindset shift. You have to buy into the value of sharing power because healthy relationships occur when both partners have a voice and they feel like they can influence one another. That's an important goal. The fourth goal is developing emotional attachment. How attached do you feel to your partner? There's two prongs to this goal. The first one is you have to learn to work through resentments and conflict constructively. If you have lots of brewing resentments and you can't handle conflicts well in your marriage, it's going to sever your emotional attachment. You first have to learn the skills on how to work through that stuff. And I create created a tool that I teach. You can learn about it. It's on my website. It's called the Reunite Tool. I highly recommend mastering that technique because it will help you work through resentments and it will help you work through conflicts constructively. So Google Reunite Tool, learn it, master it, use it. The the second prong to emotional attachment is cultivating emotional intimacy. This comes from sharing your heart. This is the head heart check. Once a day, get into a routine where you share what you did and how you felt. The feelings can be mad, sad, glad, or fear. Those are the big four, but that's not exhaustive. It can be anything, but spend some moments gathering that within yourself first. What did I feel today? Was I mad? Was I sad? Was I glad? Was I fearful? And why? And then when you have your head heart check, you share that information because that creates closeness. That creates intimacy. During the head heart check, don't fix your partner. Don't give them any advice unless they ask for it. And don't share anything negative about them. Only use the Reunite tool for that. So if you put that together, the Reunite tool for the resentments and the head heart check for the emotional intimacy, you'll cultivate emotional attachment. The fifth goal is to cultivate sexual fireworks. Sex is often the first thing that comes into a new relationship and the first thing that leaves a relationship when things aren't going well. So we need to be mindful around sexual intimacy. I encourage you to consider a pyramid that I call the wedding cake model. The pyramid starts with the first tier at the bottom is resentments. You have to work through resentments first. They're gonna clog your drains, clog your pipes. Once those are resolved, then the next tier in the pyramid of the wedding cake model is building your friendships. This is where you start having date nights. You start having too many dates a week where you have emotional intimacy and recreation and you have affection. Then when that's going well, you go up to the next tier, which is sensual connection. You add that to your mini dates. This is where you have a shower together or a bath together or sensual massage or you're cuddling and keep your bathing suits on because this is not sexual, this is sensual. This is also where you start wooing each other. So high libido partners woo your low libido partner emotionally through compliments, through affection, through quality time. Make them feel special. Low libido partners woo your partner, your high libido partner, sexually. 
Start flirting with them. Send them suggestive texts or pictures or flash some of your body when you're changing. Start flirting with them sexually. Then on the mini dates after your sensual activity, you raise it to the sexual tier on nights when you're both open to getting aroused or you're aroused already. When it moves up to the sexual tier, there's options. It can be above the waist some nights, or it can be manual below the waist, or it can be oral below the waist, or it can be everything. It defers to the low libido partner so there's voice and choice. This is cultivating sexual fireworks. The fifth or the sixth goal you wanna consider is staying in love. How do we do that? You do this through the love bucket model. The love bucket model is all about figuring out what fills up your partner's love bucket and what drains it down. You wanna learn how to fill them up. That's doing the things that make them feel loved and satisfied while you're also stopping and reducing the things that drains their love bucket. That's the behaviors you have they don't like. It hurts their feelings makes them feel negative toward you. That's the drainers. If you're doing a great job on the fillers, but you're still doing the drainers, it's not gonna fill up their love bucket. Because as you pour water in, water is leaking out the bottom. You have to learn how to maximize the fillers that they desire while you're also reducing and eliminating the drainers they don't like. When you do that together, you will fall back in love and you'll stay in love. And the best resource for this is my app, Keep the Glow. If you haven't downloaded it yet, be sure to download Keep the Glow. This is the love bucket model in action. The app will show you how to do the love buckets and it's a convenient, easy way to start practicing it today. So those are six steps to consider for couple goals. Number one, establishing a covenant foundation. Number two, owning your brokenness. Number three, learning to share power. Number four, developing emotional attachment. Number five, cultivating sexual fireworks. And number six, staying in love. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review and subscribe. And the best way you can express your appreciation for this podcast is tell one person about it today that you think could benefit from it. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.